Welcome to the Game Cola Podcast, everybody. Game Cola Podcast number 11. Uh, tonight's podcast is uh, performed by Michael Gray, Paul Franzen, and uh, Marianne Fenwick. You might remember that they did the last podcast, and that's just because we recorded both podcasts at the same time. Uh, we're going to talk about Versus Mode, which is just a bunch of different topics like Doug, GameStop, and Michael starts crying because the San Jose Sharks choked in the playoffs. And we're also going to talk about the games that are coming out this month, so enjoy the podcast, everyone. Welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Gray. I'm your host for tonight. I uh, write stuff for Game Cola. Hello, I'm Paul Franzen. I'm the editor in chief of Game Cola. Marianne Fenwick. Um, I just do things. Hi. Okay, so tonight on the Game Cola Podcast, we are discussing we are discussing things, presumably. Wow, I have about fifty topics. You don't plan on going through all of them. Yes, every single one must be discussed. Especially the one, the Nancy Drew one. There's cover art for the new Nancy Drew game coming out in July. It's not very exciting, though. It has a boat on it. Yeah, Ransom of the She's Seven... on a boat? Yeah. She's on a boat! Wait, is she on a boat? I just see a sunken boat. Am I looking at the wrong one? Well, it's Ransom of the Seven Ships is the name of the game, so I presume that boats or ships will be somehow involved in the game. Okay, what are the other topics? Paul, introduce a topic. Um... I would like to talk about whether it should be illegal for minors to purchase M-rated video games. Marianne, what do you think? Well, is it currently illegal for them to go into R-rated movies? I don't. I don't think it's illegal. No. Well, they'll try and stop you when you're taking a ticket, but I don't know. But the, yeah, they're, the, uh, the, they're not fined or anything. Um, yeah, the uh, the movie people aren't fined if they sell someone a ticket. Illegal for them to buy it themselves. Uh, maybe uh, people actually selling the games could discourage that. But just like a parent taking a child in to see the R-rated movie, I suppose that... Well, sure, if the parents, if that's what they really want, then the child can play with the parent going and getting the game for them, and just deciding for themselves if this is alright for the child. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I haven't played uh, many M-rated games, so I don't know what they're like. Oh, uh, you didn't grow up on Grand Theft Auto? No, I did the Prince of Persia Warrior Within, which was rated M, but I thought that was stupid. It would have been a much better game if they didn't decide to try to make it all mature and throw in M-rated stuff. It brought down yeah. the quality of the game. I just wanted to bring this up because uh, it's actually been in the news lately. Um, a few years ago, California was trying to ban the sale of violent video games to minors. Um, they actually passed a law about it, but uh, then a federal judge actually... Uh, said no. They overturned that law. Alright! You're awesome, Marianne. High five for California. Governor Schwarzenegger is petitioning uh, the Supreme Court to reconsider that their decision. Damn, what has he ever done anything good for us? How long to over there? What, Marianne? Didn't you vote in the last election? I didn't vote for Arnold. It was two years ago. We had an election on Tuesday. It is not my fault. I'm talking about the Tuesday election, Marianne. Like I said, I couldn't put my ballot, and we had such a low voter turnout anyway. Way to go, Marianne. Way to go. (laughs) Yeah, it's not my fault. Anyway, one of the propositions that Arnold came up with is that the Senate legislator and the governor 
they can't, it's illegal for them to give themselves bonuses when the state is running a deficit. And that's the only one that passed. <laughs> that was the only uh, thing on the ballot that passed. Nice. So we're saying, that's a good law. Way to go, Arnold. Thumbs up all around. Wow, we got off topic. <laughs> you want to talk about licensed video games. What did you have to say, Marianne? I'm not sure what you mean by licensed video games. What I said was these crappy movie tie-in games that you see. Yeah, that's what a licensed video game is. It's based off a movie or a book or something like that. Or a book wouldn't be so bad. How many of those do you ever see? <laughs> Very popular when Half Blood Prince is coming out, but that's for segment it's four. Inspired by the There's also about like United seven Anthony Drew games. <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty. Twenty, sorry. This game is number twenty. To, to be fair, not all of them are based off the books, though. They started off making games that just star Nancy Drew, but don't have anything to do with any of the books, and then they moved into basing some of them off the books. It, it kind of seems like they do a better job with those than. Uh most licensed games, actually. Or at least uh, based on your many, many videos. That's what I think is good about our... I think it's good about the Nancy Drew series as a, as a licensed game is that they seem to be more focused on making a good game than trying to fit their particular niche. Like, if we were to ask Michael Ridgway about uh, Barbie Horse Adventures, which uh, I understand he likes... Hey, I remember enjoying the Barbie video games when I was... I know, but teen. those games are, like, designed specifically for girls. It's usually, it's... And it worked when I was ten and younger. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying that people who aren't inside the target audience don't particularly like them. Same thing with Hannah Montana, but oh, then you buck the trend. Okay, can I get to <laughs> the point I was trying to make? I was trying to say that the Nancy Drew games don't do that. They do stuff like soldering challenges and other things like that, which everybody would say, oh, soldering challenge, that's a thing for a boy. You don't put that in a video game designed for girls. But they do it anyway. So I think that's, I think that's a, a strategy that they use, which they use to great effect, is just focus on making a, a good game rather than trying to uh, please a small target audience. And I guess, too, they're not uh, relying entirely on just the license to sell itself, like a lot of other licensed games are. Oh, anything else? What was it? Rock Band versus Guitar Hero. Okay. <laughs> Aren't they the same game? Yeah, that's what I was asking, but Marianne no, said we had to... They are different competing brands, and yes, Guitar Hero came first, but then Rock Band introduced, oh, hey, let's sing while you're playing this ridiculous plastic guitar. I actually discussed this with my friend who's a GameStop employee yesterday. Well, I have a question about that, because it was brought up in, uh, I believe, last month's uh, Versus Mode. Was that GameStop employees are allowed to play as many video games as they want? They can Apparently still... they can then sell the games as new after they play them. Yeah. I had not heard uh, that perk. Supposedly. Why well, don't more of you guys work there? Because GameStop is evil. <laughs> I, I haven't bought a game from GameStop in a very long time, actually. Yeah, see... GameStop is very unpopular at the Game Cola podcast. That's why, because they do like they're they're pretty unpopular with with hardcore gamers in general. Why? What's wrong with them? Uh, I don't know. I actually just think other I, I get a better value with at other places. Like uh, I like buying on Amazon, and yeah. I like using a video game trading website called Guzex. That's true. Before. Of course, you can yes. get it cheaper than at any other brand name store. But how's GameStop different from other ones? Well, I know I'm, I'm still I'm still bitter from uh, 
the Funko Land days when every time I would try to buy a Super Nintendo game, they would really, really give me a hard time about not purchasing a cleaning kit with it. So, I'm oh. still upset about that, and I hold grudges for a very long time. I don't like how they never let you sell anything to them, and they'll give you like three cents for it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're turning in a used copy of Super Mario Galaxy. Here you go, that's worth two dollars. And then they'll sell it for 45 bucks. I, th- I think you're definitely better off uh, getting rid of your used games on like eBay or something like that than selling the game stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm doing from now on. But I think also people don't like the fact that, uh, like, they were pushing cleaning kits back in the day. I think now they tend to push uh, strategy guides, and uh, they really, really push for the pre-orders. Like, I went uh, went in to buy a DS game a while ago, and they were like, oh, you like this RPG? Hey, you should get this shooting game for the DS. It's also for the DS, so you will probably like it. Why don't you pre-order it right now? Like, they do stuff like that, and I think that really grates on people. Yeah, if if it was actually good, like they did back in the day, uh, or in the GameCube era, where where I had like a down payment for uh, the next Legend of Zelda game, which was going to be awesome, it turned out being it turned out to be Wind Waker. But what the heck? But because I had pre-ordered it, they gave me that special disc with Ocarina of Time and Ocarina of Time Master Quest yeah. on it. That was nice. I think they do, they do still do some cool uh, pre-order stuff. Like, um, I pre-ordered the, the first Phoenix Wright game, or maybe the second one, and I got a little tiny uh, stuffed animal of Phoenix Wright. Oh, wow. So Dude, that I was want, fantastic. I want one of those. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, actually. It's hanging out with us. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have to look at my Doug keychain. He's wearing the Phoenix Wright suit in my keychain. Nobody can see this. I'll have to take a picture and put it on the uh, show notes. Is he got to show up for a date or something? Yeah, he's a, say something? he has a date for Patty. The battery is dead, though. Otherwise, what would he have said? Hi, Patty, I'm Doug. No, I remember how he sounded. His <laughs> cheeks blush. <laughs> he's blushing because he's, he's with the girl of his dreams, Patty Mayonnaise. And he knows this for certain in sixth grade? He's... <laughs> Sometimes you just know true. Marianne, yeah, have you seen the show... I did mention That was the premise of every single episode. There was always like a fantasy. Sexual tension between two of yes. There's a fan there was always a fantasy about yeah, I thought him. it was like fourteen. I'm pretty sure they were in early middle school. Sixth grade, I'm really sure. There was the episode where they graduated. But I don't right. remember what school oh, or yeah, grade I think they graduated from. I think it was from middle school. And and Doug was getting all nervous about moving on to yeah. high school where he would be with like all of the same kids he already knew. I didn't really get it. Yeah, but, yeah, and then he goes to the principal's office. We never see the principal. We always see the vice principal in the series, and Roger was sitting in the principal's seat, and he and Doug shared a nice little moment about how they were both afraid, and, you know, that... the friend with their feelings for each other. No, no, no. The friendship, the friendship, the bond they formed... The bond they form caused them to know that they could over... (laughs) I'm not finishing this sentence. (laughs) They don't. They graduated... We're done talking about Doug. (laughs) They graduated, and it was a happy ending. The end. Next topic. What topic were we just just talking about? Guitar Hero versus... We were talking about GameStop. GameStop, we were talking about Guitar Hero versus Rock Band. I don't think I brought up the topic in order for you guys to rant on GameStop today. (laughs) Well, you brought it up for us to rant on Doug. 
so basically, I think uh, people dislike GameStop because their salesmen are really cushy and they offer bad deals when you sell games back to them. Uh, yeah. I think their prices are, are competitive with other places, but I think uh, hardcore gamers hold a grudge against GameStop. That? So they don't want to buy there as much. Yeah, and hardcore gamers like me, I would say they do not order a good selection of games. I mean, they older games when I was... Awesome movie times. Well, no, I'm saying, I mean, I want to play, like, Game Boy Advance games that I haven't gotten to. They yeah, don't... oh, that's a that's a big problem with GameStop right now. Is I mean, they used to sell games for all, all of the old systems, and they just completely gave up on that, and that's kind of bothers me, too. I was going to ask about that, but Zach's not here on the podcast. I want to know where on earth he got uh, N- where he can get N64 games nowadays, besides uh, like eBay. eBay, eBay definitely. Um, I see him at yard sales all the time. Actually, I just picked up Goldeneye for uh, N64 last week at a yard sale. Oh, that's cool. And um, oh, actually, there where I, where I used to live in Princeton, um, right down the street from me, there was a place called We've Got Freaking Video Games, <laughs> and they had, in fact, freaking video games. Yeah. They had, like, everything from Atari to uh, 360. It was great. That's so, amazing. if anyone's in the Princeton area, you should check it out. Okay, what about Movember? Are we... Ah, uh, we don't have the guys here. We can't force them to join a Movember <laughs> team. Well, we, we can we can now bring that up in a few months, when, it, when it's closer to Movember. Well, can't, can't we announce that we're thinking of it? Sure. Well, in the... Uh, Captain Eric's, uh, what's the name of the, uh, in Captain, Captain Eric's, Eric's T-Codes for Life. Yes, in that column, uh, somebody, I don't know who, it certainly wasn't me, wrote to, uh, Captain Eric, uh, talking about beards. Was it, Paul? Yes, it was beards. Um, I believe this mystery person was having trouble growing a beard to support his field hockey team or something. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they have to lose in the first round? I gotta go cry, Marianne. I can't believe the Sharks. Best record in the league in 80 years. And they, the San Jose Sharks, I mean, they had the best record in the league in 80 years, and they lost to the rookie team in the first round of the playoffs. Awesome. What happens? I'm crying. Uh, you go do that. <laughs> Finish the conversation without me. About what were we talking about? November? Oh yeah, because I know so much about mustaches. Yes, November, the month of the mustache. Uh, Which I I didn't know until yesterday evening. I had no idea what Michael meant by that. It's uh, in support of uh, some some charity. I'm not sure which, but it involves uh, people shaving their faces clean on like the 1st of November and then just not shaving at all for the rest of November to see who can grow the most impressive beard. And we were talking about uh, setting up a team for November, a Game Cola team. That would be interesting, because half the Game Cola staff members have beards already, apparently. Yeah, I'd like to see them clean shaven. (laughs) And then watch them grow again, and we can put it up on a website, we can have a poll, everybody gets to vote for uh, which Game Cola staff member has the hottest beard. We can give weekly updates on it, too, we could post pictures on the status of our beards. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yes. Uh, Lizzo said I can't do it, though, so I'm not sure now. Aww. Why for some not? reason, she doesn't like either the prospect of me shaving my beard now or of me letting it grow for a month. I don't Lame. know why. 
He's got you whipped, man. He does. Maybe I'll do it anyway. I, I told you guys that I got a fan mail about my beard last month, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Paul's beard is epic. It's awesome. Yeah. Was the exact uh, fan mail, I believe. Yes, it was. And he hadn't been talking about beards or anything? This is just out of the blue. I must comment on your beard, man. Zach Rich was but, making fun yeah. of this Game Cola staff. He's like, oh, everybody has beards. What a bunch of losers. That's the way that yeah, talks, in, by the way. It was in the uh, ill-fated <laughs> April Fool's edition of Game Cola. Yeah. Very ill-fated. And uh, in and one of our, uh, you know, one of our readers decided to counteract that particular argument. <laughs> no, not not only that. He, uh, I, I don't think I published this part, but he said he wanted to quit the mailing list over it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was that upset? Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Did anybody stand up for some of the insults he laid my way? What was what were my insults? I forget what he insulted me about. No, that was that was basically the only, well, it was the only letter I received. Um, if we check the comments page, maybe there would be something more. Yeah. But it would probably just be from one of our writers. This was from an actual fan, which really doesn't happen very often. Yeah. That's amazing. You, you think after all the out of all the insults he gave in that particular issue, the beard. Paul Beard is the one that people get upset about. Comparing Paul and uh, Lizzo's relationship to, what was it, a pig and a duck? <laughs> he said, Paul and Lizzo are legit, like a pig and a duck are legit. That's okay, but insulting Paul's beard? Uh-uh. Uh, Game Cola listeners, our readers, readers and listeners, we love yes. you. We forgot to plug the Game Cola YouTube page, though. Oh, right. I cut it out the last podcast I edited where we, like, plugged everything and then it got cut out. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Hey, Marianne, have you been checking the Game Cola YouTube page? I think the last time I saw you had just private videos there, so I thought, oh, what am I doing here? Well, Marianne, nowadays there are plenty of videos. How many videos do we have on the Game Cola YouTube page, Paul? Uh, I think last time I checked it was in the 200s. We have over 200 videos. Concerning what? Paul? Well, uh, most, of the, most of them are video walkthroughs slash playthrough of uh, various games. We have several from Michael? the Mega Man series. <laughs> um, we have some from Final Fantasy VI. Mm -hmm. uh, I recently posted one of Day of the Tentacle. that uh, it was one that Lizzo and I did together. So everybody there, visit. There are some other videos, too, aren't there? There are a bunch of Shirley Temple videos, but... Um... Yes, I posted a bunch of Shirley Temple videos. We will watch them. Onto the Game Cola blog. Yes, onto the Game Cola YouTube page. I think they have more hits than a lot of our video game videos. Yeah, just the one Shirley Temple video has got more hits than, you know, Paul's entire walkthrough of Dates of Tentacle. Just give it a couple of months. I mean, my Phoenix Wright videos, they only had, like, what, 10 hits? And now that it's been, like, three months, they're up to, like, 96. Nice. Okay, so we have about 5,000 uh, total views in all, and 12 subscribers. 204 videos, with more on the way. So everybody make sure to uh, go check out the Game Cola YouTube page at... Wait, I think I know. It's uh, youtube.com slash user slash gc.net, which is all one word spelled out. It's not gc, period. Net. It's actually GC, and the word dot, and then net. You can also, uh, if you go to GameCola.net, there's a graphic that says GC on YouTube. You can click on that, too. All right, that's awesome. Yeah. 
I liked your Day of the Tentacle walkthrough, but we have to talk about that later, I guess. Marianne, come over here. She ran away to play with the puppies. I, we have to figure out something to get her attention. We're going to talk about Ender's <laughs> Game, Marianne. Hey, yes. I thought talking about Ender's Game would bring out her inner nerd and get her to run over here and be oh, on the podcast oh, again. Oh, someone Ender's Game fan? Paul dropped it. It was a so-so book released, I think, last December. I read maybe the first chapter, but uh, this isn't all that interesting. Well, to be quite fair, none of the books in the Ender's Game series are oh, quite interesting. Whatever. Have you even read the first one? Besides Ender's Game, yeah. and Ender's Game is only. Yeah, the Ender's Game and the three ones that come after that are awesome. Ender's Shadow is awesome. The rest of the Shadow books are kind of lame, though. The Shadow books are okay. I didn't really like them. I really like the Speaker for the Dead trilogy, though. I found it a lot better than uh, the all of the political crap in the Shadow books. I was just bored to tears by all of that. I wanted to know what happened to Bean, but I didn't care about the political movements of all the different countries. Yeah, Peter takes over the world because he's evil. He's not evil. Yes, he is. No way, he's, he's only evil, evil in like, the first book. Then he, he becomes good. He, he become, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Now, Valentine is the good one, and Peter is the evil oh. one. And Ender that is, is that the... That is a very outdated point of view. Ender is the one in between. That's in the first book. Oh, okay, never mind then. Oh, oh spoiler alert. <laughs> well, he shouldn't <laughs> be allowed to change his stuff. books 50 years after he wrote them and can't remember them anymore. I laughed about that. That was, like, the author's note to Ender's Shadow was all, Hey, thanks to all the people who fact-checked this for me because I can no longer remember Ender's Game. <laughs> That's hilarious. I did think it was really strange that Peter's character changed so much in the in the books following the Ender's Game. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> yeah. This is the transition song, the transition song. It's a transition into segment three. Okay, moving on to segment three, which is the uh, segment where we talk about a game that all three of us have played. So let's try to figure out a game we have all played and remember. You said what you would discuss that next time before the podcast. I haven't played any of the Nancy Drew games. Nor have I. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's a problem. Oh, well, we're in trouble then. Um, okay, everybody, that wraps up segment three. This is the transition song, the transition song. That's all we had for segment three. Now in segment four, what games we're playing now and what games four are segments? coming out this month? Or next month? Uh, why don't we do the games that are coming out next month? Wii Sports sure. 2. Or Wii Sports Island Resort, whatever yep. the heck they're calling it. Uh... I don't really know anything about it. What uh, what sports are in this game? Does anyone know? I don't know. I because I like I actually liked Wii, the original Wii Sports quite a bit. Really? Why? I thought it was fun. It's enjoyable enough, but nowadays I only play it when someone else comes over and says, "Oh wow, Wii! I want to try Wii Sports." Yeah, but Wii Sports is just like it's a demo of the system. Nothing else to it. I know. That's what I don't like the about games it. Are it's also just fun enough though. Like I play with my family whenever they're around. It's mini games, though. It's I get the feeling it's just mini games with bad controls, yeah, not an actual enough, real game. Yeah, I'm across a wide audience there. My dad, for example, he was really into the golf game. I could walk in and find him hugging me. Mario Golf. 
I mean, come on, golf? Seriously? Hey, that game. Yeah, that they told you I bought awesome. Tiger Woods for him, and he couldn't figure it out, so he went back to Wii Golf. I don't know. I can never get the controls to work. <laughs> Sorry. Works fine for me. Yeah, it it worked horrible for me, and that's or yeah, it worked horrible for us. We have a, a family, the Christmas get together, and everybody's like, "Oh, let's play Wii Sports." And the five-year-old beat everybody because the controls don't work. And controls obviously I, work I, for the five-year-old. I got a thing against five-year-olds. No, no, no. He played Wii Sports, or no, he, we did Wii Boxing, and all he did was <laughs> because he's five years old, so he's like on a sugar rush permanently. So he won by pure energy. So he run just by swinging his arms randomly the entire time. He had the most energy of any of you. Rather than having strategy. Strategy in Wii Sports? No. Well, the boxing game has a strategy. You know? No, it doesn't. It's power random. You can never figure it out otherwise. It pounds with your left hand, and you, you somehow are able to block when you pull the remote up, but it doesn't work. So that's the one I like least among all the Wii Sports. I don't care for the boxing one. The bowling game is the best one. Yeah, the bowling one is awesome, but I'm like, get Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> doesn't Super Monkey Ball come with all those various sports? I have no idea. That's unlockable minigames. I didn't play it that often. Uh, I didn't play it that much, but the GameCube version had pool, bowling, and some oh, other sports. Oh, the GameCube version? That's completely, completely different than, than a Wii game. Yeah. If buttons. I mean, come on. I know, but I'm assuming that they had the uh, those same uh, minigames in the Wii version. Right, okay. That's That's all I was saying. But no, I just like how the press release for, uh, or maybe it wasn't the press release, but, uh, the press release for Wii Sports 2 is like, we're, we're having a, we're making a sequel to the blockbuster seller Wii Sports. <laughs> it, should, it should be illegal to say stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? The yeah, game? You know, it is the top selling game for the Wii. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think if we would friggin' have downloadable demos on the system, then I would probably check out the demo for this game, but since they don't, I'm probably just gonna forget it even if it exists after this podcast. Yeah. Fair point. Like, Fair it sounds point. cool, but it's, it's not exciting enough for me to take a risk and actually buy it without getting mm-hmm. to try it first. Yeah, I think the only game, I, I mean, the only sport I've seen is, like, jet, jet ski racing, which... I'm not sure that's a sport. Oh yeah, wasn't that the second game to do anything with the Wii Fit board? <laughs> I think that Mike Tyson's Punch-Out uses the, the balance board too. <laughs> Yay! A... But uh, from what I understand, the Wii controls aren't very good, and you're better off just playing it like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on the NES. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with that too. Oh, what other games are coming out on the list? We had Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters, the video game, which we is going to be... This, uh, yeah, we already first. talked about it. It's going to be an But uh, if, it, if it has a demo on, on Xbox Live, I will be very excited. Yay, Ghostbusters. Actually, there, there's one thing I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings comes out this month, and while um, it's not really interesting in itself, it comes packaged with one of the uh, old Indiana Jones putting for adventure games. Interesting. So that's kind of cool. This is a question, or this was one of the topics I had for a segment one, was uh, remakes versus re-releases. 
And I was kind of hoping Nathaniel would be on here because with the Mega Man series, what they did uh, is they just packaged all six of the NES Mega Man games into a, a GameCube game. Uh, do you know anything about that or no? Not really. Oh, well, it's basically the Mega Man anniversary, and it's they, basically it's like choose which of the uh, original six Mega Man games you want to play. And it was uh, basically they just put them all together in one big thing rather than trying to update the graphics or anything, which people like to do with re-releases. Well, here, here's the thing about uh, updated graphics on remakes or re-releases or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it can be cool, but it also can be awful. Like, uh, they're remaking uh, Ninja Turtles in Time, the old Super Nintendo game, and mm -hmm. they just gave it the most awful, awful-looking 3D graphics in the world. Like, I would totally buy that game if they did not do that. It's just hardly ugly-looking. So based on that, I'm okay with them not uh, changing graphics because I don't trust them to make the graphics... Like, I don't trust them to make them an actual improvement. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. That's why I like the Mega Man re-release. But I also liked it because it had six games rather than we're just going to re-release one yeah. old NES game or one old Super Nintendo game. We're releasing all six of them at once because that's possible. You don't have to be Final Fantasy series and release them all separately to make more money. Well, if you're releasing them separately on Xbox Live or the, the Wii's online service, I think that's fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a disc that just had Mega Man 2 on it, but I would be fine with just buying Mega Man 2 off of Xbox Live. Yeah. Yeah, that would work too, but I guess um, just because I'm a Nintendo boy, and has the Virtual Console gotten any good games yet? Are you kidding me? You're, it has Secret of Mana, it has Kojam and Earl, it has all the old Mario games. Yeah, but, you know, I have the original Mario games, and yeah. Secret of Mana well, your, your was your latest for the DS. any good games yet, and it certainly has a lot of good games. Eh, I don't know. Now, whether whether it's better to play them on the Wii than to play the original version, that's, that's up to debate. Yeah, that's a debate. Um, yes. Which, actually, write that down, we can use that next one. Well, for Duck Hunt, Duck Hunt. Hours. Question about Duck Hunt. They don't have that for the Wii, do they? I do not know. Just for the NES, and that that seems like something that would that's cooler to play on the NES than Virtual Console. I don't know how they do that on Virtual Console. Well, yeah, because you wouldn't get the uh, cool-looking bright orange gun. Yeah. Shooting with the Wii mode would be totally different. Well, I like the bright orange gun. That's fun. Oh, no, no, I'm agreeing with you. I love the bright orange gun. I would not want it any other way, except for the, the gray gun, because that one's going to be cool. It's so edgy. We talked about this on the last podcast. Is uh, when we were talking about the wizard. Mention the wizard, which is basically just a huge plug for uh, what was that uh, accessory? Oh, for the power glove. Yeah. So we mentioned that on the uh, last podcast. It's like uh, accessories can be fun. Oh, any other games? Ghostbusters, Three, Zombie Apocalypse. What about Harry Potter and Half Blood Prince? Talk about that. Whatever. Um, get another game that ties into the movie. I was so excited about Order of the Phoenix because I thought it would be so much fun to use to use the Wii mode as a magic wand. But <laughs> I don't know how long I played the stupid game, but everything I did was just some stupid side puzzle that had nothing to do with the story. I know. I, I must. I played this. I played. I played it for hours and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, I am not going to spend the rest of my life searching the castle for 
golden snitches or whatever. I'm done. <laughs> you have to find all the members of the Order of the Phoenix, and then you get a cutscene which vaguely resembles the movie. Oh no, they were ever flavor beans. <laughs> They've had that since, I think, the third game. Oh. I can recommend the third game, actually. I think I rented that for PS2, and I beat the whole thing and actually enjoyed it. They had some tie-in on the PS2 that used eye toys, so you could, I don't know, smash golden frogs or something, or chocolate frogs, whatever. It was fun. I think the best part of Order of the Phoenix was um, the few times I, I actually did solve some of the puzzles, then I got to see interviews with the actors from the movie. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah, those were fun. I didn't have that, that in the computer version. That was about it. I could just get the DVD and watch the extras, though. <laughs> no, you, you actually can't, because the Harry Potter uh, DVDs, they do not have extras on those movies. Really? They do not. They do not have commentary. They do not have behind-the-scenes featurettes or anything like that. They had one, well, they had deleted scenes, and... Do you remember the first two DVDs? I remember having to work with some of them on the DVD puzzles. And yeah, those were... Scenes. Okay, okay, I'm talking about yeah. recently, but did you see the deleted scenes they included for Order of the Phoenix? I don't believe I did. The I longest know. one was one minute long, and it was Professor Trelawney during the speech that uh, Dumbledore gives at the beginning of the movie. That sounds kind of boring. Yeah, it's really boring, yeah. and that was their quote-unquote deleted scene. So then the uh, the interviews on the Order of the Phoenix video game were more entertaining than the extras on the actual movie. Yeah. Weird. So that is amazing. The the yeah, the actors did their voices, so they interviewed them. But uh, I think, as I mentioned, on the game Cola Block, I have some hopes for Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Not as a movie, though, you <laughs> Not as a movie, but as a video game, because the movie was delayed nine months, which means the game gets an extra nine months of production. So that means... You think maybe some actors got pregnant? You said nine months? No, no. <laughs> well, I never counted them out, I guess. Anyway, I'm saying they had an extra nine months of production after the game was already completed, which could mean that they made the game awesome, or that they just sat on their cans the whole time and didn't do anything. Well, they might have just started working on another game instead. Yeah. But they I'm might have saying... just, like, completely finished it. They probably have, like, a warehouse full of these games ready to be released. But... I know. Or, but... or, maybe, or maybe they're still working on it. Maybe they're uh, actually trying to make it... Or actually, they're probably done working on it by now if it's coming out this month. But yeah. But if they had... They could have actually gone back into this and said, Hey, let's actually make controls that work this time, now that we have that nine extra months. Why would they do that? They have a game that's competed, no matter how crafty it is, they have a guaranteed audience. But the better the game is, the more copies it will sell, right? Oh, okay, never mind. Good games don't sell lots of copies. No, people buy because of game Harry Potter. I think your average person who goes out to buy video games, especially something like Harry Potter, says, okay, that sounds cool, because they saw them through it. Well, okay, fine. I get games. How do you, what do you use to uh, determine which game you're going to buy? Is it, oh. Slash rent, I don't really buy. Oh, well, how do you decide then, Marianne? Just name recognition? Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> it was actually, you know, last time I think I was in Blockbuster, I was thinking, should I rent movie music just to see if it's any good? Instead, I've got Okami, so how about that? <laughs> oh, wow, you got that game from the Wii? Wow, that sucks. <laughs> I didn't get very far, I got too frustrated. The controls are horrible. Which, yes, I agree. I, I think we had a review of that last year. Uh, the PlayStation version or the Wii version? The Wii version. Uh, Kate wrote a review about it, specifically talking about how upset she was that it didn't work on the Wii. Good girl, Kate. Good girl. 
There's a new Sims game coming out this month. And a Sims movie. Score. So the Sims movie's coming out this month? No, but I'm going no. to see it. I don't know. I no longer am a fan of Sims and Homeless. Do you ever play Simcopter? No. Because <laughs> that game is fun for, for one reason, and that is um, you fly around and you can pick up people and, and give them rides in your helicopters, and then you can fly really, really high up and push them out of your helicopter. Oh, <laughs> the fall! So much fun. Oh, I have to get that game now. <laughs> I remember Actually, you heard... bought the game specifically to do that. I always confuse the Sims games with the Tycoon games. Wasn't there like a Sim roller coaster tycoon game that Zach Hoffman wrote a review for? Everything was like in all caps whenever he said no, something no, that, that was, was that was me. That was my review. That was you? That was an awesome review, by the way. Everybody loved it, right? Yes, it got it's very, very high rated. It's uh, it's the one where uh Lizzo bought me the game for my birthday and I didn't want to offend her, so I replaced everything that I said badly about the game with good things, but to, to let people know that uh, that I was lying. I put everything that was a lie in caps. Yeah, so you put, the game has totally not annoying music. Do you guys want to discuss what games we're going, we're playing now, or do you just want to just say bye? I'm not really playing anything right now. What about you, Mary? I'm just in the shop. No, I'm not really. I only really take out the Wii when I have people come over, and they come over mostly for rock games. Oh. Super Smash Bros. completely forgotten. <laughs> And I've just been playing Phoenix Wright. Okay, everybody, that's the end of the uh, Game Cola podcast. This is Michael saying goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. The Game Cola podcast is brought to you by GameCola.net. Video game humor. The podcast crew tonight was Paul Franzen, Game Cola's editor-in-chief, Michael Gray, the employee of the year for 2008, and Marianne Fenwick, the guest star of the year for 2008. The podcast was recorded and edited by Michael Gray. The music you heard in the podcast was The Transition Song, written and recorded by Michael Gray. And you also heard Mbop from the uh, artist Hanson. That's the name of the band. The band's name is Hanson, in case you didn't know that.